0: just try and do the, the parag Mafia cap economics.
1: Hey, Brad. Oh, sorry. I, I fell asleep with Manjot ranting on. Yeah, I thought I did. That's oh, why no. I said your name a couple of <laughs> times, just to make you up.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm touching wood, it. but I think, you know, I don't want to
2: know what you're doing out of coverage out there. <laughs> don't tell me about how you're touching <laughs> it. wood.
0: Not my wood. No, I'm talking about at the table. I'm talking about the table. <laughs> Which does idiocy, with such blasphemy, <laughs> with such ridiculous nonsense.
1: The Kyler Murray era at the Cardinals is over. Let's move on to NFC
2: West. Alright, Manjot, we were way over on the AFC in times. So, let's see if we can keep it to a reasonable amount for the San Francisco 49ers. We've got 25 minutes on the clock for the whole division, Manjot,
0: yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, but my Niners talk, my Niners talk takes precedent. Obviously, as you guys had good amount of chat for your teams, obviously, I got a bit from my Niners according to what we have been saying in the, in, in the green room of this show. Well, you're um, into it now,
2: Sorry, up. we <laughs>
0: Oh, okay, okay, yeah, we're, we're into it. All right. Now, the San Francisco 49ers, I reckon this roster as a total 100% got to be. I would say the best or at least top three in this whole league. Like this roster is stacked. You look at everything. Like you just look at everything about this roster. And there is, there's only a couple holes and we'll go into that. But you look at the running backs, obviously. That's where most of the offense starts. Obviously Christian McCaffrey came in that trade. Definitely one of the NFL's best running backs and then behind him, you still got guys like Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, Tyron, and David Price, who can still carry the ball quite decently in a Shanahan run scheme as well. That's amazing. Wide receiver room's actually getting quite a bit of an upgrade this year, Um, seeing across. The I mean, it's still the same three starters in Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk and Juwan Jennings, all three are bowlers. All three are pretty good. And then some guys behind them. I mean, yesterday's game, we saw Ronnie Bell do pretty well. Danny Gray has had a bit of potential as well. Yeah, there's a couple. It's just really that fight for the 4-6 to spot on the roster that's going to be interesting there. Tight end George Kittle. I mean, we just drafted Cameron Latu in the third round, but really there's not too much to say that George Kittle will be off this roster this year. He'll still be here, and he'll still be doing well. Fullback Carl Juszczyk, best fullback in the league. I know there's only a few, but he's still the best. He's still the top there. Uh, Trent Williams, definitely best left tackle in the league. And then from there, there's a few problems in offense. Going to start with the less obvious one, which is the rest of the offensive line not named Trent Williams. Because there's been a bit of turnover this year. Uh obviously Mike McGlinchy, famous in nine circles for being a bit trash last year. Uh he's been moved on to the Denver Broncos, we mentioned in the last episode. Look, Mike McGlinchy, I, I I was pretty happy when he left. I I I had I held a parade. I'll be honest. I, I wasn't I was I wasn't too <laughs> sad when he left. I thought it was necessary. He was a bit frustrating to watch. In come Colton Mick Mitkovich. He's the starter projected right now. It's yeah, it's a bit bit of a mess out there. Well, while you're on offensive
2: line, I do have a question. Obviously, yeah. we uh, we saw the the forty ers Raiders game during oh, the week. What was that mix in there for that offensive line? I did because I didn't notice a lot of the numbers. Obviously, oh, I'm watching. Was... I'm watching on my phone on yeah. a shit on a really shit app as we talked about. <laughs> yeah, so. What was the mix in terms of the, first, the starters and backups? Oh, it was all backups, pretty much. Was it like there
0: was, there was Trent Williams wasn't playing? Aaron Banks, the left guy, wasn't playing. Jake Brandle. They didn't play up.
2: any starters across yeah. the board, did they? Yeah,
0: no, no starters across the board right. on the so, on the so, offense or defense. Yeah. So the thing that worries
2: the thing that really worries me then about that offensive line is, is if, the depth. Is is the depth past Trent Williams because they they couldn't protect either quarterback. So Sam Darnold yeah. did did better than, than Trey did, but like they were letting Trey get absolutely destroyed. Yeah, but Sam Darnold did a little bit better, but it's mostly because he's better out of the gun.
0: Yeah, and and that's where <laughs> honestly, just want to go in a quick rant here, but I think that's where the coaching also let down Trey Lance is that O line was terrible, and they still put Trey Lance on the center while they put. Yeah, way too Darnold much in shotgun. Yeah, once once Trey was actually yeah once Trey was actually in shotgun, he actually started passing around the ball. Yeah, actually- it's funny
2: that it's, it's funny that it's, it, it must have been a halftime bit of a half-time talk or, or talk with like or, or something that they've upgraded from what they probably wanted to have Donald doing anyway. Uh, yeah, and, and it was probably along that because of that offensive line, and it's. How do you you really get to know what some of these guys can do against other helmets and other jerseys outside of a practice field if your offensive line lets your quarterbacks get destroyed? How do you figure out your wide receiver four to six when your offensive line can't let a QB pass? What about defensively? I know what you go through all these guys because they didn't play the starters. And obviously defensively, 49ers were amazing last season. But defensively their depth as well, because they were letting, they were, I mean, you've got a rookie quarterback in Aiden O'Connell was tearing them up. So are we worried about that depth? Or do you think uh, that, that's I just reckon, the, the strength of the Raiders in terms of offense, what they put out there as offense?
0: I reckon that was just preseason, to be honest. I mean, right now, the concern is as of recording date, the Nick Bosa contract situation, yeah. he's been holding out. I think, uh, I mean, all the fines he's accumulating are all going to be rescinded. I reckon he's going to be signed before the season. I know the. I think the Niners are just trying to work out like the backloading and frontloading parts of it. Just trying to do the the Pirag Murphy cap economics. I reckon that's just all it <laughs> is. Like he he's a master at these cap economics. Okay, I'm not going to doubt the go to that. All right, he's he's one to go to this. I reckon he knows he knows how to backload, front load, and everything. I I I'm just gonna let the master cook. I'm just gonna let him cook. I'm not worried about Nick Bosa at all because he's just he just doesn't seem the guy that's gonna be talking. He's not requesting trades or anything. He's just he's chilling. He knows. The Niners know they'll get a deal done before the season. I think it's in the coming days; it will come out. Like, oh, I, I yeah. think the next week or two for sure. They, of course, they
2: will. They're not going to go to season without Bosa. That's just yeah. it's, it's logic. it's just going to be, think, and yeah. then, uh, they I are think it, they are making They are like- making a bit of a joke of the whole system, though, and and the whole like rescinding fines for rookie contracts though, God. by letting him <laughs> just sit for, sit out there longer and longer and longer. Nah, he's
0: work, he's working somewhere. He's he's working those cross somewhere.
2: But, but, um, miss, but missing yeah. preseason games, knowing that, that everybody knows it's a million dollar fine to do that. Like they're just, they're making just a mockery of the whole fine uh, system. I so, mean, um, he wasn't
0: going to play anyway,
2: but. I want to hey, get Brad. Yeah, but but they've got to be there, which, you know, I talked about yeah. the fact that I find that ridiculous. Um, Let's get Brad in on this a bit.
1: Hey, Brad. I'm sorry. I, I fell asleep with Manjot ranting on. Yeah, I thought I did. That's why I said your name a couple of times, just to wake you up. 49 <laughs> er schedule. As a uh, as a
2: avid Seahawks fan of old. Oh, shut up. That's what? It that was a compliment. <laughs> uh, that's
0: all right. no,
2: I, I do, I do that's, like the Seahawks. That was a genuine compliment, Brad. Oh, thanks, mate. I thought you were taking the piss out of me. I was. Um, oh. <laughs> If you look down the 49ers' schedule, do you see any games that could possibly be a little too hard for them? Oh, oh, oh. I well, do. I know you're going to say October eighth, Sunday, October
1: eighth. Oh. Uh, <laughs> why, why are you laughing, man? I mean,
0: what? I mean, we see what happened in the playoffs the last couple of years, but yeah. let's just say,
2: let's just it's say, it's October, season, so October, October on the Good Iron Podcast is going to be amazing where we have within two weeks the forty nine ers playing the Dallas Cowboys and then the Minnesota Vikings, so
0: yeah, I, I'm yeah. ready.
1: I'm ready. There's gonna be yeah. some
0: wars on here. My yeah. my
1: question, my qu- First off, let me just say I I think Shanahan is amazing, and I love how he's doing. Like he's 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 doing a version of like positionless football. You know, in the sense of you're seeing McCaffrey. He can he 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 runs routes like a receiver. Uh, and he and he runs the ball, and then Samuel is the opposite. He runs like a running back, um, but yet he's a receiver. So I I love what he's doing. Mike, do, con- do you love the
2: the fact that that took? Everyone always said that Mike Shatterhand's offense was always amazing, and mm. it, it was just revolutionary. And that the fact yeah. that Kyle took his dad's offense and seemingly found a way to make them better, make it work better. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's just like. It oh, just, absolutely. It dumbfounds yeah. me when you look at those things. It just in terms of work better, well, I say like just the way it the way it's constructed, the way you can put any player into any position, like you said, positionless. And it, it just and seems think, to work.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I think that's because I mean he had this whole rebuild. Uh he got to build the Ross exactly like he how he wanted to. Like from day one, like yeah. starting twenty seventeen, where we were absolute dog shit, and he's still doing it. Now. Although the
2: quarterback yeah. has been a real headache, I could see. Yeah, uh, Brad, sorry,
0: we haven't got there. <laughs> yeah, <Keep>
1: going, Brad. <laughs> I'll try not
2: to get there. To be honest, man, uh,
1: <laughs> that's all right. That's, you know, back to your original question about their schedule and stuff. I see him. I very, very easily, I could see them going four and zero, and coming, you know, and then the Cowboys come into town and then i think they they hit they do hit a rough patch. The Cowboys are good obviously. The Browns are good even though historically they're not. I think they're going to be good. Because and, and, especially on defense that's going to be yeah. a, ch- a real test i think. Uh, yeah. I, and,
0: and also being at 1 p.m. in the eastern time. Yeah, okay. That's that's a bit of an extra challenge as
1: well, but anyway. Manjot getting nerdy. Okay. <laughs> and then- and then, and then, uh, you know, then you got the Vikings and then the Bengals. So, really, they could start four and oh, and I don't think yeah. it's going to happen, but they, they could go into that by four and four. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I don't think that's that's realistic, but I'm just saying it's a tough, tough schedule, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. the, to their benefit, they're playing in the NFC, it's a weak conference. So it, it it'll be fun. I think at the end of the day, it's gonna be you know it's it's they're not gonna they're gonna win the division. I'm I'm putting that out there right now. So well let's go. I
0: think yeah. What one point yeah. about like the schedule? We're we're historically slow starters. Like the mm. last few seasons, we've just absolutely started slow out the gate and then picked it up by mid-season. So if, like if you're talking about four and oh, I. I actually doubt that could happen. I, I think we, we'd probably even lose week one against the Steelers. I think, you know, we'd, we'd beat the Rams, but then maybe that Giants game we might drop co- just because it's a four-day break and things can happen. And then we'd probably pick up the W against the Cardinals. I think we could conceivably be 2-2 two and two or 3-1 and one when we're playing. I don't think we'll be 4-0. and zero. I just... Well, you know what? It's, you mentioned, it's,
2: do, you know, do you know why they're going to probably lose against it's, the Steelers in week one.
0: Bro- quarterback, quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, Manjot? And the O-line. The O-line. Do, do you
2: know why? Do you know why your quarterback is going to lose against the Steelers in week one? Because why yeah. I don't know. Because it's going to be as, gonna... as 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 per our as per our bet, Manjot, it will be Sam Darnold starting week one.
1: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no I I I think it's Purdy. Purdy's confirmed at this point. So week I one. I pretty much won the bet, I think, you know, Purdy's 100% oh, right. starting week one. Week I'm one, Sam
2: that. Donald. That's just, I'm still, I'm still holding on to it, man. am I'm,
0: I'm touching it. wood, but I think, you know, Purdy's I don't want to know play. what
2: you're doing out, out of
1: coverage out there. <laughs> don't tell me about how you're touching your wood.
0: <laughs> not my wood. No, I'm talking about the table. I'm talking about the table. Oh, my table's wooden. Gosh. Come on, guys. Jesus. Come on, guys. There we this are. The, the NFL fantasy show. Come on, guys.
2: All right, oh, under over, 10 and a half, 13 wins last year. Last year, last season, uh, ten and a half in this Aww. in this division, in this conference, over. Aww. I'm going over. I, I'm going over to ten and a half.
0: I don't want to jinx it, but I'm smashing the over. We're When's the ten. last
2: time you've gotten under ten wins, major? Uh 2020
0: when we had all our starters injured, pretty much.
2: See? Like and the
0: entire team died. Yeah, that's when it. So was. That's what.
2: That's what had to happen to get under ten wins. Yeah.
0: yeah, it was like the entire someone had to
2: Someone had to crash a plane in the Andes full of 49ers players to, you know, for it to happen. Like, it's oh. just it's an anomaly.
0: Yeah, that season, like, the MRI bus and shit, like, crashed in one game. Like, the MRI yeah. bus, like, broke down before it could reach us in, like, New York or some shit. It was, it was just the most unlucky so, shit. But,
1: uh, Brad, yeah, under over know. 10 and a half. Uh, over. I think it's I, I'd i take him on the over at 11 and a half.
2: So, yeah. yeah, I think it's too low as well. Manjot's going over.
0: Yeah, I'm smashing the over.
2: Smashing yeah. the over. Okay.
0: Yeah, just want to say it.
2: <laughs> all right. uh, Brad, please get us away from 49ers talk, although not too far. <laughs> How um, about them Seahawks?
1: Yeah, so we're going <laughs> to travel up the I-5 all the way up into Seattle, and we're are looking at your beloved Seahawks. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if you would have said that they're going to trade away their franchise quarterback in their prime and then replace him with a you know, like a 30-something-year-old journeyman who's never really started regularly and then have a better season than when your quarterback was there, Uh, I would have said you're laughing but it's unreal what the Seahawks did last year the real question is can they repeat it can they do it over again Mm. so you saw the offense they came a little bit back down to earth in the second half of that season in the first half of the season they were they were on fire they were unstoppable but then their running backs got hurt a little bit and the of course they got film on it but It's going to be interesting because they only made that on offense. They only got better. Uh, You know, they had a second round draft pick. I think that they put for wide receiver. They drafted Charbonneau running back to give him some running back depth behind Kenny Walker. So they they and arguably they had the best rookie class. I've read in NFL history. So they've got two starting tackles. They got a, you know, awesome running back great cornerback so they're only going to get better at least on paper and their defense is where they really need to kind of step it up so the offense was explosive the defense was eh. (laughs) so uh so we'll see what happens with that defense if that defense can become middle of the range then you're you they could make some noise, you know, win win one, possibly two games in that playoffs. Because po- anything's possible in the NFC. I, I don't think that's gonna happen, but it, it is possible. So it'll it'll be either way, it'll be fun. And that receiving core is gonna be lights out. So I'm I'm excited to watch the Seahawks, especially their offense.
2: Major, tell us how much you love your Seattle Seahawks this season.
0: Oh my Seattle Seahawks! Oh, don't do not do not associate me with such idiocy, with such blasphemy, with such ridiculous nonsense, as Stephen A. Smith would like to say. Yes, do not, never, ever, ever say those words ever again, Ian. Please, like there is, there there is no. I I just can't. I just I just can't, man. Like, you know,
2: you've this... just set yourself up for something all season now, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I know, I know, but um. Look, you're
2: lucky I didn't get. Of- you're lucky I didn't assign you to talk about the Seahawks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Because I, yeah, definitely hate that team. <laughs> yeah, and their biggest contender to the Niners winning the division. I think you know they've gotten better. I think there's a lot, a lot they've gotten better. You know they've got a great CB duo, Devin Witherspoon, Tariq Woolen. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty worried about the Seahawks this year. I think you know across the board they've, they've just gotten better. And I think there's a huge chance they can win this division, which is it's a bit scary for me. I'm like, I, I don't want them to. And I'm obviously hoping they don't get that good. But I just think they will be good. Like, just taking the bias out of it, I think they will be a good team. What's their over-under? That has to be too low. Eight and a half, that's way too low. Like, give me the over. Like, smash that over for me. Because the Seahawks are playing against such weak competition in the NFC they're just gonna absolutely go through it again. I think they're gonna start the season off pretty well. The first four games, I can see them go at least three and one, or two and two at least, maybe. But depending on that Giants game, depending on the Lions game, that's where it's really gonna come down to. But I think definitely they're getting early by, which probably doesn't help them pretty much, but
2: no, doesn't at all. There's a period there at the end of November into the second week of December that really is going to hurt them a lot they've got the 49ers Cowboys and the 49ers again that's a brutal and schedule they're the and they're the eagles there's a real yeah. brutal run home yeah. uh, for the Seahawks that's a i don't I don't know why that works out in schedule schedule land to have the same team twice in a couple of weeks um, but, yeah um, they've yeah. got one of the toughest schedules mm. so that's um and it, that's a Thursday night a Thursday night then a Sunday they got back-to-back Thursdays at the moment against the 49ers and the Cowboys. So tough, yeah. tough, tough schedule. Uh what do we say? Eight and a half. Is that over under? Look, my only question, and my only only question, and the only worry I have with the Seattle Seahawks for this season is actually Geno Smith. I think he mm-hmm. I think last season, as Brad said, would was just amazing in terms of you can come there and outperform a guy that's been there for a long time, even won a Super Bowl. And I think he had something to work for. He had a reason to push. Because before that, Gino had only ever been on really, really low contracts. Obviously, he gets re-signed by Seattle and they, they give him a bag of money. And I worry that he will not have as much of a fire to push and to prove himself as he did last season and as he has on previous seasons in other teams. So that's my only worry. So if he can continue if he can keep that fire that Gino can keep that that fire in his belly and that reason to achieve, he'll push this Seahawks team past eight and a half easily I think so I'm gonna go that I'm gonna go the over I'm gonna keep the faith I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that hope alive for Gino to 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 prove that he, <laughs> that, he that money doesn't change you. <laughs> Brad, I love it
1: under over it. eight and a half. Yeah, I'm taking the over. I'm I'm uh, I think they'll probably win nine games. So I think it's going to be close. But I'm I'm taking the over. I just think that th- that receiving core is just going to be so dynamic. <laughs> and yeah. with the uh, with the addition of JSN in that, you know, I, uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Like I said earlier, but I'm taking the over. I'm going to move us on. Uh, a couple of quick fire ones here. We'll give them
2: a bit of time. Obviously, we're not stingy, but I. <laughs> decided I'd take the L and start us off on the Rams uh, and then the Cardinals to bring it home as well. So let's just talk about the Rams. Obviously, the Rams had one of the biggest regressions from a Super Bowl uh, in history. when mm. you, you win a Super Bowl and then in the, the following season only get five wins. So that was a, a massive high to low. They had a lot of injuries last season. Matthew Stafford himself, uh, Cooper Cup was a massive, huge, huge loss early on in the season. And I think that was a big reason why Van Jefferson was was injured. There was probably several, several others that I can't remember now. <laughs> but there was definitely other guys there that had a lot of injuries from the Rams last season. But coming back, all these guys, they're back. They're healthy. Cup, is, Cup's not back yet officially. Cup will be back. They've already said he'll be back for week one. Fit and healthy, ready to go. Matthew Stafford is back on deck, but who cares? They got Stetson Bennett. He's got twenty-six-year-old Stetson Bennett out there balling in a preseason <laughs> game, throwing absolute darts to uh, his wide receiver core. That was amazing to watch. Really good to watch. Actually, I didn't think I'd enjoy watching that so much. It's, I thought it's the Rams. What? What is this really going to teach me? And then I'm watching Stetson Bennett. And I'm like, I see why this. I see why this guy got signed. I see why he was picked so high in a draft uh yes he's an older guy but you know there's there's reasons why guys stay in college system for a long time so Van Jefferson being back in cup uh a big 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 things for for the rams and for their depth Tyler Higby's still there at tight end great tight end uh can be really functional their defense of course the goat Aaron Donald is coming back around again so he's going to lead this defense for sure and really try and push a lot of these young guys forward. I don't know what they're gonna be though. I'm gonna to throw to you guys a bit more, I think, uh for any thoughts on the Rams. Brad, do you have any quick ones on the Rams?
1: Well I just think I think they they know they're in a rebuilding mode. Yeah mm-hmm. um, so I, I think in one sense the expectations are so low with them that I think I think they could overachieve a little bit. Um just because they've got such quality coaching around them. And I think you saw them cut their teeth. A lot of those players cut their teeth last year uh on it. So I think they're gonna mature. They're gonna be a little bit better. Just how they were worse than what people expected last year. I think they're gonna be better than what people expect this year. So especially when you when Stafford is your quarterback, you've always got a fighting chance. So if they can, I think they can make some little bit of noise. Nothing for playoff potential, but I think they'll 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 exceed people's expectations.
2: Just so that they'll stay in games and be
1: annoying. Yeah. You think? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Major, you agree with that?
0: Oh uh, <laughs> I I I don't think they'll exceed expectations. I'll pro- I think they'll meet the same expectations. Well, I mean, think-
2: the reality is I- their expectations right now. If you look at the under over, is six and a half. So that's yeah, where the I, expectations
0: I, are at. I, yeah, I don't, I don't even think they'd meet six and a half to be honest. And the reason why, I mean, Matthew Stafford's great, but this just looks like one of Matthew Stafford's teams on the Lions. And you remember yes. they had Matthew Stafford and like Cooper Cup, and then maybe like one good defender, say like Nadomak N- and Sue. Like I mean, you got Aaron Donald now, but then like the rest of the roster would just be like absolute sort of you know mid slash trash players i think it just feels like one of those rosters that matthew stafford would be used to um i really think they sold their soul for that super bowl yeah like, they sure. sold out and i i just i don't think they meeting the expectation i think they're going under i think they're going to get like five wins again just because i don't believe in the depth guys no. i think they they still have stars they still have the stars or at least some of the stars they had in that Super Bowl run. But I just don't believe they have like the depth to get far in the league this year. So I'm going to take the under. I just don't believe in them that much.
2: I'm taking that under two. Brad, what about you?
1: It's, if I could take a push, I would. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> with six games. It's six and a half. Six, six and a half. Yeah, yeah I'm going to take the under. Even though I said they're going to exceed expectations. I still think that's a pretty high over under. So um, I think, like, really quickly,
2: their schedule is brutal for them. There's a lot of yeah. really good teams that they've got to play. And that's the reason I would be taking the uh, under six and a half. But, yeah. Th- yeah. The teams they are playing, the ones that they're matched up against, because they're matched, they're unfortunately matched up against the threes in um, in both of the other divisions uh, the AFC East, uh, sorry, the NFC East and the AFC North. They match up against the, the threes, I think they're too hard. It's mm-hmm. too, too strong. Yeah. All right, let's quickly move on to the Cardinals. The Cardinals' talk is is going to be equally as low, unfortunately, as the Rams. There's not a lot to look forward to with this team because I think, as Brad said with the with the Rams, they are they they're in a rebuilding mode and they're not being shy about it. I don't really think they know that. Obviously, Kyler Murray with an injury, he is going to be out for basically the entire season. Uh and mm. if they if they force him back for some kind of weird end of season thing where he might play game weeks fifteen onwards, I don't see why that how that would be productive for them or Kyler no. Murray. Um no. I think considering the rebuild mode that they are in, uh less of a win now. They've been moving on some assets. I think that they'd be better off just uh taking the L, um uh, trying to get not not tanking, but just trying to do as well as they can with the schedule that they've got, and and just see whereabouts they wash out in next year's draft and get some decent draft capital. And I think that's the um that's the upside for this team, really.
1: Yeah, well, I think you you hit it. I and I'm going to go out and say the bold prediction that the Kyler Murray era at the Cardinals is over. Mm. And here's here's my reasoning behind that is like you said. He's not going to be ready until later in the season. They're not going to trot him out there at the risk of, one, either getting hurt again or, two, looking like poo, and then it's going to hurt his draft uh, trade capital simply because it's going to be the Caleb Williams Arizona Cardinals, mm. the quarterback mm. for, for USC. That's who they're going for. They're, they want Caleb Williams. They're going to... They've, they're. I think they're tired of Kyler Murray and his antics and his his Fortnite or or whatever.
0: <laughs> Call of Duty's, yeah. Man, Call of thank Duty you daily man, yeah. double weekends, yeah. Call yeah. of Duty double XP weekend, yeah. Yes. That's it, <laughs> exactly.
1: So I I just see him. I see him tanking. Really, to be honest with you, they're gonna get a lot of younger guys, um, playing time. Get them experience. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to be they're all in on Caleb Williams, and then we'll see what happens. I have to agree. The
2: depth chart, like, they didn't do anything to really address QB once they knew that Kyle Murray going to be out. Like, they signed Colt McCoy, who is, again, another yeah. great QB2, QB3. Yeah. Uh, and they've got David Blau on there as well, who has been great in past seasons for different teams. But like you said, uh, there's, there's no one there, so they're definitely going for uh kayla Williams era really and go get
1: bandinucci go get bandinucci
2: <laughs> get that bandinucci <laughs> yeah. that's right I mean- I, and, and I don't think and it, and it would refer to Manjot a bit more kyle Murray is supposed to be ready uh, supposed to be ready around the time of their buy which is December 10th and then after that they have they play Manjot's 49ers the Bears the Eagles and the Seahawks there is no way they risk him in those four oh, games
0: there'd be no point. They're already out of playoff contention. Let me just say straight up yeah. that this roster they will 100% be out of playoff contention, barring like Colt McCoy, just absolutely going off. That's just it. Like, the only player I'm really looking like forward to watching on that entire team is probably James Conner. Like, I'll just, I'll just straight up say there is a lot of trash on this team. Like, there's a lot of players that I'm not looking forward to watching. Maybe Buddha Baker, too, on defense. Like, That's about it. That's just it. Like, that's all I can really conceivably watch every week. I think they'll also get Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft because I think they'll also net pick number two from the Texans. I think Texans will be that Mm. bad. We'll talk about that next week. But I just think, you know, Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison, you, you watch that next year, all right? Cardinals fans, you have something to look forward to next year. Just get through this year. It'll all be good. Make sure your team tanks properly this time. And make sure they actually get a
2: good QB this <laughs> time. So be sure, be sure. I venture sure. on Bo- on Buda Baker. I um I worry that enough, not enough of these guys asked for a release or asked for a trade. That so some of these guys are tying themselves to this team, and it could possibly be at the detriment of their own career. And the yeah. other one that I that I want to point out is actually wide receiver Rondell Moore, who I think has a lot of upside as as a player. Uh, and I think once he knew that DeAndre Hopkins wanted definitely 100% wanted out, he should have been asking the same question because he's oh, got a maybe
0: lot. Marquise, maybe Marquis Brown as well. Maybe, yeah, Marquise although Marquise Brown, yeah.
2: Brown has been injured, so that's a, a big a big thing there. Yeah. So you don't want to move on when you've been injured because someone's looking after you.
0: Yes, yeah, some of these contract decisions, by the way, just quickly on the Cardinals, you know, the Cardinals decision, it's definitely coming back to bite them. Mm. That trade they did for Hollywood Brown, they they had to trade a first round pick to get him. In that mm. when they could have got a quality young guy in a rookie contract. Like these sort of decision making, they tr- they tried to go for Super Bowl that they conceivably couldn't win. And they they really had one good year in 2021 where they really peaked, and that was Wild Card Round. And then after that, it's just been downhill. So, and even even in- that
1: season, even that season, it was just the first half of the season. Yeah, you know, that's uh, it. The second half, they they weren't any good. Yeah, you know how bad yeah. that the, the Cardinals' schedule
2: is this season. Even though they've got to go up against all the fours, their schedule is so bad that even in their preseason games, it's hard. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, they just they went up against. They had a win, a real close win against the Broncos this week, uh, which was. Like, sort of interesting, vaguely interesting. It wasn't really, but next week they're playing the Chiefs and then they play the Vikings in preseason games. You can't get a worse schedule from beginning to end, really.
0: Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. so Uh, we're all
0: taking the under, right? Like, it's just over 100 is
2: four and a half, and I'm definitely taking the under.
0: I'm taking the under. They can't win. I I don't think they're winning more than two games or three games at max just that's that's all i'm gonna say this team is just that i can't
2: this schedule is brutal so i can't imagine
1: they are
0: yeah it's, Brad? it's terrible.
1: uh yeah i'm i'm taking the under <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know yeah. i'm surprised but, you had to think about that yeah right right so. it's just
0: he just doesn't want to talk about this trash heap anymore. That's all yeah. like, he was. <laughs> all yeah, right, let's uh, let's, like, quickly, with this. let's quickly do
2: divisional rankings. Has anybody got anything different from 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals?
0: No. No. I was nah, I figured, I think it was
2: I figured <laughs> that would be our order. This is probably the easiest division to pick. Really, absolutely, yeah. it is the easiest division to pick out of all of them. I reckon.
0: Yeah, as long as the Niners stay healthy, I just want to add that caveat. Um, like I always do with Niners conversation. Yeah, that's and it's got to remain healthy. That's if it. they don't remain healthy,
2: the Seahawks are coming home with this big time. Yeah, so. that's
0: it. That's
2: um, it. yeah, so that's it. All right, that's that's it for West Week for us. Of course, there will be lots of action on the socials, so please keep in touch uh, and. Check out what we're doing. Check out what the boys on Aussie NFL Fantasy are doing. Hopefully, we get a pod from Marky Mark on No Huddle Dynasty this week. We'll see how busy Marky's been. Keep in touch with Manjot on at Pastry Press NFL. We all know everybody that listens here is already in touch with Manjot, but let's <laughs> let's uh let's make sure we're we're commenting and we're, we're liking, we're sharing around his stuff. He does he has been doing some weird stuff lately too things I haven't really agreed with. So I've let him know that, but let's go. <laughs> yeah, um, the
0: baker. <clears throat> yeah, the, the Baker, baker stuff,
2: but we'll talk yeah. about Baker next week. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so next week we are on to South week. So that is going to be the last of our, our divisional preview weeks. So South week will actually be an interesting week. If it, if this week has been anything to go by and uh, the week coming up in the, those batches. So been some interesting things coming out, so I'm looking forward to South Week. Uh, hope you boys are too. Oh, Absolutely.
0: Oh cool. yeah, I'm just looking forward to the Aussie NFL fantasy part, especially because it's Maddie versus yes. Taylor. yeah, d-
2: yeah. Make sure you that is going to be one an episode to definitely tune in to because there will be a lot of Jags I and was, Titans so arguing. So. I'm Major. We need to set them up. As I said today, I think you need to set the two of them up undisputed style. Uh, next week when we get to South Week so yeah. Maddie, Maddie V. Taylor I think that needs to happen and Manjot just needs to take over the hosting duties
0: Sorry. Yeah, I, I think that's fair, that's yeah. fair. The boys if you're listening, that's the plan next week
2: Yeah, that'll be great uh, Anyway, that's next week, so for now, check out all our socials at G'day on everywhere uh, and we will see you later.
0: Thank you everyone
1: Later guys